Have you guys heard about that new Kanye West game? Yep. Oh dear. Kanye West what? Game? Yeah, video game. Wasn't he like going into the sky with angel wings or something? I know, it's his mama. (laughs) It's because he's getting stronger faster. (laughs) And at at the end you'll just find out that that's why he's always been up on you. You find out he's a fish. A gay fish. (laughs) Well, at least that was a good episode. At least something good was with Kanye. <laughs> Let's be honest, that was one of the only things that was good that involved Kanye West. <laughs> when Darth Punk were involved, I suppose, but yeah. I mean, have you seen have you seen the album cover for his latest album? Uh, no, thankfully, because I don't look into Kanye West. Yeah, I just look yeah, up. Neither, I neither do it. I, Farsh, but if you look at it, it pops up on my Twitter stuff, people tweeting about it, and Facebook or something. Oh yeah, it's, people it's, like do their own versions of it. It's, like... it's just a circle with M's on it for some reason. Not even that. Uh, wait, wait. Is it square? Let me check this out. It's, it's just a square picture with sentences oh, placed all over the place. Literally just randomly copy-paste. It's a new album called Waves. Possibly. I don't know. Three, no, four M's Yeah, four M's. on each corner of a square. Yeah. You, you know what it is, right? Or W, I should say, sorry. Kanye West has seen what Jonathan Blair does in the games industry and he's thought, I'm a bit oh, yeah, he's tried to, he's to <laughs> think I, I'm really good at making people sick. So, you know what? I think I'll have a crack at that video game stuff. <laughs> no, this this is the one that I mean. Kanye West in Kanye Witness. And that's Kanye Witness. <laughs> <laughs> that's just horrible. It is. So that should be the way that we say that Welcome to Unchained 108. <laughs> <laughs> Can you witness it? Well, we just thought, hey, we'll talk about Kanye West. That's a great way to start podcasts. <laughs> about video games. <laughs> hey, yeah, you see, it was relevant. And we put it in. And probably gave the man more airtime than he deserves. Hey, but... at least we didn't start with the fact that the new Power Rangers movie is going to be dark and edgy. Edgy? Edgy Power Rangers movie. Oh, those robots are pretty pointy already. <laughs> that stuff's already edgy. Look at it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What grown teenager goes out in a lycra bodysuit? The quote is, The Power it's Rangers movie thing, suits though. and toys will be edgy and dark. Think Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> what, they're all going to be made from dismembered corpses. <laughs> <laughs> It's morphing time. <laughs> oh, fuck, my arm fell off again. <laughs> Christ's sake. Yeah, we're, we're doing a podcast about games, as usual, and I'm, I'm Neil Bolt, and after many technical issues this evening, I, I'm here, and back in the hosting chair. With me, I, of course, have the Kanye West of... Unchained, and that's Ben Shillable Hall. How are you doing, I'll, Benny? I would let you continue, Mike. I like Kevin, and I'll let you continue, but this, this is the greatest speech of all time. Good on. Excellent. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, not too bad, thank you. And you? Splendid. Splendid, apart from 
tail like us in a submarine. Yes, yeah, we're we're like an hour behind on our podcast today, but it's fine. It's fine. We got there in the end. Yeah. Um you probably also heard there, which was Vash himself and Vashni. How are you? Hello, doing great, thank you very much. Fantastic. And we have Mr. Row, 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 you're on boats. It's Kevin. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> One day you will get his name right. <laughs> I'm pretty much doing it on purpose now. So. <sighs> I'm getting used to it. How you doing, Kevin? I'm alive, thanks. How are you? That's always a plus. I mean, Gary's not here, <laughs> exactly. so he is. So. <laughs> Excellent. So, you know, we've talked about Kanye West and edgy Power Rangers made of dismembered corpses, so I suppose we should probably talk about actual games. Well, why, why, why are people coming to a PlayStation podcast for games? Like, uh, no, no, it's like, you know all about them already. You know, what, what are we going to teach you? I mean, we've already had 106 episodes just on video games. I mean, you know, it makes sense that we just randomly yeah. We're forgetting say that words. one episode that was uh, very controversial, of course. Yeah. You know. yeah. Bonus will always be the best. <laughs> Bonus. Um, Block Games been out recently and coming soon. Um, we played, we've played a fair bunch of them. Unless you're um, Aaron and you've just played Gravity Rush all week. But uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you get it's all geared up to have an argument. Actually, actually, yes. I just played one game this week. Hey, I'm jealous. I want to be playing Gravity Rush. I, I honestly couldn't think of anything else to add to my pile at this point. It's just I'm currently a second review into a free review run, and it's mental. Um, but hey, let's talk about Gravity Rush, as it's the first thing we mentioned. Rush, how good is Gravity Rush? How good is it? Well, yeah. I think in the last episode we were on last week, I did say that... It was my favourite game on a PlayStation Vita, and after platinum a bit in three and a half days, yes, I played it a lot, a little bit too much. Um, I have to say that currently it's now my favourite PlayStation Four game. Then good, good. Yeah, it, it's it's so good, so good. Okay, the graphics are obviously nothing compared to what you would actually get for a native PlayStation Four game, but I think that's kind of obvious. That's a given, yeah, considering where yeah. it's come from. But, wow, Blue Points have done an amazing job on the game. And, As ever, they're very good at yeah. it. And the control scheme actually fits the PlayStation 4 a lot better than it does on the Vita. Yeah, because, you know, as much as it was designed for Vita initially, there were some very fiddly bits to it still. It's, so they've still buying that out now? Uh, it came out on Thursday in Europe. They should be able to pick it up now. And Ben, I know you've always wanted to play it. Always wanted to get it. Just use your gamer points already. <laughs> it's going to be I'm, free. That's I'm what saving I did. It. I'm saving it for the Division next month. Okay, fair enough. Ah, the um, division. Well, we won't talk about the Division this week. There's plenty of other yeah. stuff games to talk about, I'm sure. Oh, no, no, there's not. Because we can't. Hey, <laughs> hey I played yeah, Far can. Cry today. Yeah, I was going to say, as it's not technically anything to do with a corporation and Ben just walked into a game store to play this, Ben, you played Far Cry Primal today. Yeah, I did. I was and how, one of how the only it? people that bothered. Uh, I, I, I had a lot of fun. A damning indictment for Ubisoft games. <laughs> Literally, uh, because it was, it's, it, you had to be over 18 to play it, uh, 
nearly everyone who wanted to play it was kids, so we had to keep telling them away. But Ben, you're not 18. I'm, I'm, I'm all the ages. <laughs> I, I am under 18, and I'm over 18. I am, I Ben's exist. Ben's a hard <laughs> <laughs> He looks older than everybody really is. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm 29. I, I don't look that old, really. Anyway, Far Cry. Yeah, Far Cry, Primal. <laughs> Good? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I don't know if I'll buy it straight away, but I did enjoy it. Well, yeah, Far Cry. Just a lot a more crafting crying. and surviving. And more crying. And no guns, obviously. Yeah, but you you still got your bow and arrow, so... And oh, yeah. you've got B weapon. It's not going to be a semi-automatic bow and arrow. No, really. no but you've so. got a weapon. You can fire multiple arrows at the same time. So That's just cheating. You can fire up to three arrows at the same time. Does it hit three different people? Yeah. It's That's a wizard cheating. bow. It's like, let's take the time <laughs> to try and be all authentic to a prehistoric <laughs> age. Fuck, man, I have can fire three arrows. System? No, it doesn't have a lock-on system. Oh, that's a shame. It would have been really good. <laughs> it's like three different complete areas with bow and arrow pirates. But, but the Fucking best weapon in. has got to be the bee grenade. A bee, bee grenade? Yeah, you throw in, it explodes and loads of bees sting so, the so enemy. Just to clarify here, an actual grenade made of bees, or is it just like a hive that you chuck? It's a. It's basically it's a hive wrapped in something, and then you throw in, and it explodes, and then the hive breaks, and bees come out. You see, I, I don't want to deter Ubisoft from you know, going for a realistic grounded game set in the prehistoric <laughs> era, but I don't think that anyone made that in that era. I don't think there's been any sort of thing that anyone has found archaeological wise. <laughs> About bees being used as grenades or molotovs in this case, for example. Well, actually, they. they you, you do get Molotovs in it as well. What? Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> what if you set the bees on fire, fire, then lob it? He just says, <laughs> he's like, destroy fire, it keeps us warm. And if we throw it at people with petrol, awesome. What's petrol? I don't know who hasn't invented it. <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs aren't dead enough. They use, I don't know what they use, but they throw something and it sets things on Fossil fire. Fossil fuels. So, what year is this supposed to be based in? 10,000 BC, I think. Well, molotovs and, and bee grenades. Did they even invent <laughs> bows and arrows back then? Yes. So I'm, I'm hazarding a guess. They didn't have bee molotovs either. So. <laughs> well, I, I suppose maybe... Ubisoft is nice and accurate anyway, because the they bees, to... the bee weapon was used in uh, in by the Romans. By the way, oh, they yeah. would they would put um, honeycombs on catapults and catapult them into people's towns. Seriously? Awesome. Yes. That's messed up. But that was two. That was two to. Yeah, that was two thousand years ago. Not um, <laughs> ten thousand. <laughs> but hold They're on, isn't there, isn't there snow in the game? You said as well earlier. Uh, yeah. If you uh, in the in the alpha test build I was in, if you go to the north, there was like a snowy area where if you're in there, it start getting cold. And then if you, you put your slippers on. You have to you have to wear an outfit to stay warm or go near fire, because fire warm. And you, that's you the case. Invented the snow suits. Yeah, you, <laughs> you set the bees alight, and that will keep you warm. Well, no. What what you can do is actually you can set your spear on fire, and the spear will keep you warm. 
And then for some reason, he puts it out with his hand. <laughs> After some amount of time, he just just puts the he just goes ow and then turns, puts it out. Oh, that's cold blooded. I got a question. Do do they have healing or is it regenerative? Yeah, they have healing. Speak? Yeah. How how do they go about it there? Well, in this he gets like a weird sh- shiv out and then so shivs himself. So he's, he's, <laughs> he puts out torches with his hand and he stabs himself to make him better. <laughs> That's Far Cry Primal, everyone. Yeah, but if you want to heal yourself properly... It's prehistoric and everything. Oh, no, sorry, Ben, I'll, I'll stop you there. You want to heal yourself properly, you smash yourself in the head with a rock, right? <laughs> no, you can cook the meat you get from animals. And then shove it up your nose. <laughs> Don't forget to set it on fire, Neil. Of course. <laughs> get it to a first. town. Oh, and there's no radio towers, I can confirm this. Instead, there's giant bonfires that pretty much look like radio towers that you set on fire. Have they sneakily made the smoke from the bonfire look like a tower? I wasn't able to set it on fire. It won't let you in this build, which sucked. You know, I could actually yeah. just imagine the next Assassin's Creed being set in a, like, the current year, and you have to climb an electric pylon. Or a council flat. <laughs> <laughs> Got spray tag the top of the council estate. Oh, you, Ubisoft. Even if it was in the future and Assassin's Creed was set in space, you'd have to climb sort of some sort of space station outside it in a gravity, you know, oxygen. You have to climb the IIS. <laughs> <laughs> Put a flag on it. How it's yours. <laughs> You'd have to climb asteroids to get flags for collectibles. It's like, oh, only so many light years till I find the next one. <laughs> so it's just basically another Assassin's game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this okay. because I can't, I don't, I don't know the guy's name anyway, but the PR even said that he's happy that they delayed Assassin's Creed this year because I was talking to the PR man. Yeah, on that. They've, of course, they've announced that this week that they've delayed it till next the next year. But come on, let's be honest. All they've done is going, hmm, we've got another game big coming out this year, and we don't really want to fit several games into the same slot like we normally do. So let's just move it to March, and that's clearly what they're going to do. Yeah, well, look so at they, they say 2017. It's not going to come out next November. It's no. going to come out in March. Hell, I'm surprised year, we don't yeah. get an Assassin's Creed this year, and we don't just get Assassin's Creed Rogue HD Ultra HD Remix Super Duper D. Edition. No, that would be Street Fighter Five. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we are getting an Assassin's Creed game this year. It's called Far Cry Primal. And then Watch Dogs. Don't forget about Assassin's Creed China, or was it India? And Russia. Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone wants those... to forget about those. <laughs> Chronicle, forget the Chronicle games. Just... How about this? So funny. The disc version is out before Russia's out. You okay. can buy all, you can buy all of them on disc already. Crazy. <laughs> Good job, <Madness>. Ubisoft. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, should we talk about games that we don't uh, want to slag Ubisoft out of for? But, but, I, but, but I know, what's I know. The point? Well, because we started now, you know. So far, we've slagged off all the trendy things: Kanye West, <laughs> Ubisoft. Damn you, Call of Duty. Power Rangers. <laughs> so, 
this is gonna be the best podcast episode ever done <laughs> yeah of course hey let's talk about things that will make a killing like uh the hitman beta which has just been out on the weekend and uh oh i'm quite liking it personally good mix of uh absolution and blood money for my liking have you been nice charged in- for the pre-order because i'm tempted to pre-order it for the beta well I will disclose now that I haven't put any pre-order in because I got a code from PR. But oh. yes, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm mm. with that. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, game, game is supposed to be offering them, but when I pre-ordered it, they didn't give me a code. Made me sad. Well, that's just not fair. But yeah, I think I, I've enjoyed it. But uh, Aaron, you played a bit, didn't you? Uh, I played. I think about an hour of it so far but i have to admit that i'm actually quite impressed of how they've gone about it so far yeah uh, it's just a very open branching sort of way to uh, different ways yeah. to take the kill on uh, th- i think it's it's a little bit too hand-holding though i think I mean. when you play the main game it will take that way a bit i think it's just because you're in a tutorial effectively for the main game because that is going to be the prologue in the game so yeah but that's fair enough but i, I must see what it'll that, do yeah yeah i i do actually like it but whether i would buy it i think i've never really been much of a hitman fan and those kind of games in a long time of actually trying to get through the game have just never kept my interest so i probably won't buy it simply for that reason that but, being said first episode it's gonna be 12 quid it's surely worth a punt and then to see if you'll like the rest true biggest my only thing is if i actually buy it i most likely want to buy the rest and my only problem is i think they're going to probably do about five or six episodes that's going to cost a lot more than what the game would five, actually would have been yeah. and i honestly don't think it'll be worth the cost for me personally that is hmm that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you come up with any inventive kills in your run for it? Uh, no, I haven't really played it much because I kind of rushed it before I had to go to work. So, yeah. So you just went in guns blazing? Well, kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I, I, I just I, I got found out by a couple of people after kind of um, docking some others out and I was just trying to knock them out before they were laughing anyone else so I started getting lots of lots of bodies just <laughs> lying <laughs> on the floor I just hide uh, hiding a bit of freezer or behind a few doors and everything <laughs> uh, yeah I think I stacked freezers with like two people at one point and I think on the main mission because you move on to another one like that. I was trying to aim for poisoning the guy so that he had to go to the toilet so you could drown him in his own puke. Ugh. And the guard wouldn't leave the room, so I thought, well, I'll go up to the roof then. And there's like a gated bit above his office then when he comes back out. And you can just about shoot him with his silence gun through there. So I did it. Having looked around, no one's there. Thinking, brilliant, I've got away with it. The alert comes up. There's a bloody guard stood right behind me. I was like, <laughs> I just not looked behind me the entire time. <laughs> I was like, so all this careful preparation, and I fucked it up in one go. It was a, yeah, it just reminded me of that old blood money style of messing about. As I was saying earlier, that it's nice not to have 47 control like a yacht and you know, be a human person this time. Yeah, it's, it's intrigued me. I'm, 
I think I'm going to be reviewing it anyway, so that's I will yeah. no doubt find out how much good. Even I have to admit that it is shaping up to be. I mean, it's already really very well made, I suppose. If not to me, well, because yeah, it's a budget release, really. Still, when yeah. it's full price, but there's very little to no bugs. Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> look at Square, look what they're doing. In fact, who's making Hitman actually? Square. It is actually Square. Yeah. Yeah. That's sure, no, a fantastic job. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good game, as we've said. And hopefully it'll get better in time. Um But are you up for the idea of episodic content for it? Do you think it would fit? what they're doing well initially what they were going to do is have the entire game but only just like the story part done without any of the yeah. and stuff wasn't it that's well with them actually bringing stuff out that kind of way what they would have gone for initially would have just been a huge massive slap in the face i thought that was really bad what they were doing what they're doing now are gonna have to wait and see but personally I think it's a cop-out solution, but it's taken so long for them to actually go, okay, we have to completely change the system now because people didn't like it, which has put the development a long way back. Just changing that kind of system like that isn't easy. And I think because of that, that's the main reason why to bring it out in episodic format. Yeah, I mean, also Square have got this sort of hard-on for episodic content anyway at the minute, yeah. it seems. So, yeah, it seems to be the way they want to do it. Um, but Kevin, do, do you have any sort of thought on the idea of it being an episodic game? I just don't like the whole thought of episodic things. Besides Telltale series, I can understand those. That's, you know, that fits in episodic content style. But I don't see how a game like this supposedly would fit in, you know, episodes. It's just, it kind of feels like, you know, oh, so we have DLC, so why not do it with the actual game? And that just bothers me. It it feels like it's an elevated stage of DLC, so now they're going to try to do the same thing, but actually with the game, which probably the price will be alright for one episode, but if this succeeds, they'll just try drive the price upwards, and then we get you know the Battlefront scenario where you pay full price for a game, and barely have any content, and then you have to pay another full price for a DLC pass. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, ben, what about you? I, if it's done okay, I believe episodic content is okay. But it has to be done with the game in mind for that. Not all yeah, games um, can, can do it. But I yeah, believe Resident it's Revelations okay. Two had that thing where um, you know it didn't really have a proper ending feel to each episode. It just felt like they cut off at a certain point and said, "Well, yeah. that's the end of that bit. We'll sell the next chunk on." There's no real cliffhangers, things like yeah. that. You know. Yeah, if it's so done okay, I think it's fine. For. Well, even having a bit of a cliffhanger so you want to get the next episode. Yeah. And they've already proven when they've shown the uh, previews off this week, they showed the Paris level from the first episode. It's yeah, like, sure, have well, a bit of a cliffhanger, so you've got a reason, yeah. but 
Yeah, you and know. you've also got replay value because you don't yeah. just play it for the story. You're playing it because you can do different scenarios and you can challenge your friends to complete your own assassination missions with set, you know, with set targets and stuff. That's cool, and it keeps going throughout the whole series. So it could work, but yeah, unfortunately, they just made a mess of the whole announcement in the first place, and I think that's where they went wrong, really. I think it, it's a shame because I think it'll be a very, one of the better games this year. But yes. hey, looking um, like it probably will be. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, another game that was, uh, I actually reviewed only this week that was rather good and I gave 9 out of 10 to uh, Unravel, which of course is that weird game in the sense of it's an EA game that's an indie game and it doesn't reek of horrible corporate nastiness um and i really liked it really good lovely cutesy game more than i thought i would i just kept expecting the the mask to slip and it would just be like if you want to get level three um microtransactions here you go um pay this to get there quicker or i thought it was you know i thought it'd be tutorial heavy and you just have prompts on the screen all the time and you didn't end up with Yanni being voiced or something or narration. No, it's just it's delivered exactly how they wanted the it. Freeman doing Yarny. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Sometimes I see you just want to swing from a tree. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's adorable and lovely, and it's it's been a mixed opinion in reviews. I mean, there are people that love it, like myself, and then there's there's people that don't including that one um kill screen who seemed to think that it was the devil incarnate for some reason but there you go um kevin you've been waiting for it obviously and you played it or are playing i should say um you're enjoying it aren't you i'm loving it from the moment we saw yarny and unravel on stage for the first time you know the moment they showed gameplay you could have a feeling like I'm going to like this game, and I kind of have that feeling. And since then, I've kind of been curious about when it's going to be out and what it's going to be like. And when it's it actually got released, I was actually just waiting for it to be, you know, playable, like, come on, one more hour. <laughs> and then it's actually playable, and I started playing, and it's just, you know, captivating, beautiful. You know, the graphic style yeah. is, is dreamy, really loving that. It, yeah, it it's, looks, it it's looks remarkably just, good looking. Yeah, you'd, you'd expect it to be, you know, it's, as an indie game, you don't really expect such graphics. And, you know, if you if you see it for the first time, like in a trailer or something, you could think like, you know, they probably toned it down a bit for the actual game, Ubisoft. But actually, <laughs> in reality, if you play it, it's just the same thing. And it just looks remarkably remarkably oh fuck it it just looks beautiful <laughs> it looks so good it it garbles your words like. <laughs> exactly no it, and then there's the you know the beautiful soothing soundtrack oh it's lovely it's just it's a just lovely lovely fits it so it's, apparently it's, yeah it's actually swedish folk music as well which is even better yeah. you know what i want to say you know some of the music made me think of the hovis adverts a little bit, yeah. <laughs> some of the some some of the chords, anyway. There's another game we'll get to in a minute where it's the same. The music was classical, but and an original compositions, but they sounded very much like a particular 
classical piece of music and it was driving me mad because I was sure that's what I was hearing. It's like, yeah, I get what you mean, Ben. Yeah. But you've been playing it as well then, Ben. Yeah, I bought it. I love it. Good stuff. We all love it, apart from Aaron, I assume, who hasn't because he's been playing Gravity Rush. Yeah, I... <laughs> and then I, I think it's, I do want to buy it. It's just I haven't bought an EA game in... Well, some Sim City actually. That just no. Ever since so that, it's just, just like no, that's it. EA, yeah. no more. Yeah. You're not I mean, taking any more of my money. So yeah, yeah. I can understand that, but I have to say, don't think of this as an EA game. I mean, what Neil said is correct, just perfectly correct. You would expect things to go like, oh look, it's a horribly long tutorial level, but it's just a simple short intro tutorial throughout the first level and you know you get used to it very quick and there's no stupid stuff like microtransactions there's nothing crazy ea about it so it's, it's just right. it's actually <laughs> kind of similar to ubisoft as well because i very much also so, yeah. boycotted them and however i did buy child of lights and that was an amazing game mm, so, similarly with valiant hearts as well it's a very different kind of game yeah so i might just do a one-time like yeah. exception to the rule here square um, you could also probably count square in that for picking out life is strange and yeah you know, that being a very indie title but yeah so it, it's good to see more companies doing it and the more that are successful and just let companies you know these developers do what they want because you know it's going to be cheap for them anyway then it's fine it's going to make great games and See, I, I like Square Enix in. for the Life is Strange because they took me to the pub to show me it. Square nice. Enix are nice. Good old Square Enix for that. See, it, sometimes, sometimes. I, I just wish the bigger companies did this more because clearly I think they the will. best games are coming from the smaller studios. Yeah, I, I honestly think they will. It proves popular enough and it sells well uh, for the budget it is. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah. We'll have this, these guys make games for us. I just don't want them to get into the very EA trope of this studio have made us some money. Let's go make get them make one of our franchises and then blame them when it goes wrong. Or let's buy them out and then kill the company. Yeah, I mean... Uh, since oh, that's hello, EA. <laughs> yeah, EA, very notorious for that. Absolutely hate them massively with them destroying Maxis, destroying Bullfrog, Destroying Kyterion, destroying. Um, Can I just ask what didn't they destroy? Might Masters. be a shorter answer. <laughs> syndicate. They destroyed Syndicate. Yeah, that, that was Bullfrog. Um, it's just, oh, they've destroyed some of my all time favourite companies. I just detest them. But, yeah, I mean, for me, it's like stuff with Criterion, stuff with Visceral. At the minute as well, where they're just sort of eh, do this for us instead of what you do, you're good at doing. And so, well, I say that, and then they just let Criterion go and make bloody a, a golf exploding golf game. So, so I really so can't wait for that game. So much fun. I, uh, but, this is what I mean. This might be the sort of turning point where they're starting to realise, hey, indies are big for a reason. Maybe yeah. we'll get into them, and maybe that will change this whole public perception of people going, oh, it's, "It's an indie, and it's not made by a big company, so rubbish." Like that that might help because this is. I think again, Sony could probably take a bit of credit here for 
championing, you know, championing the indie games this yeah, generation. Pushed them big time, haven't they? Yeah, I know they did it obviously because they didn't have enough in the way of big games coming, and that's the, it was a good cover. But most of the good games I've played this generation have been indie games. It's like, if, in fact, in the last five years, the best games have been indie games, which is actually kind of sad. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, for, um, because I know. I mean, personally, it's like I, I'm going to say GTA Five. It's the, the benchmark game Minecraft. for the last few years. <laughs> My, oh, Minecraft is probably yeah, it's, it's one of the biggest game ever, isn't it? <laughs> pretty much. You know, it's like I mean, you know, give it. You know, hate or love the witness. Look at the fuss cause about it. It's like it's mad to think that for an indie title. It's taken him seven years to make. And all of his living funds and everything. So, props to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. You don't have to like the game necessarily, but the effort put into it, and if it encourages more to do similar things and patience and time, then yeah. great. The, the game is good. The puzzles good. They're just too samey, and the game makes me sick. That's <laughs> that's the only problem with it. It's just sickening, literally. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, look at that! We made it. We made a debate out of nothing. That's great. Yeah. Um, something I want to talk about because though the embargo hasn't dropped yet, by the time this podcast goes up, it will because it's Valentine's Day for the embargo. Strangely, at three pm on Sunday. Um, Layers of Fear, I played this week, which is actually a PC game currently. They know the access, and it's for first-person horror. And yes, it's a walking simulator if you want to a degree as well. But you know what? I thought Unravel sort of set the bar for the year again. And so there you go. There's there's where you want to aim for. If you want to get better than that, then you'll be a good shout for being up there for the game of the year. And Layers of Fear's come along and best horror I've played in years by miles. It's just it's subtle. It doesn't go for stupid jump scares all the time. It does at one point go a little too far with jump scares and it's just like, oh, just stop already. All right. I know there's just no danger here. But yeah, it's just the way it manipulates the environment. I mean, people still crow on about PT and like, oh, we want something like PT. But do you want something like PT? Uh, Layers of Fear does a lot of that tricking you know, your perspective and what goes on in the world. You literally, nearly every time you turn around, in this uh, 19th century house that you go in, um, something has changed. It's like, uh, you know, if you turn around, you're in a different room all of a sudden, or there's a different door there, or there's some writing on the wall, or stuff has moved. And it's just like, it's... Ah, I will say not too much about it, because you really need to play it. It's so... Ah, it's so good as horror goes, and it's just it's nice to see something that doesn't rely on you know, gore and chaos and nonsense like modern horror games it's not not what hollywood would perceive as being what horror should be that let's just make what everyone else has made like like, here's a ghost story where there's a child or something or here's a slasher movie where there's body parts everywhere and teenagers doing naughty stuff it's yeah very much like a classical horror if you will yeah I mean, they've said themselves the influence. One of the influences is uh, the portrait of Dorian Gray. So yeah, that's where they're coming from with it. And it, it's another good game out of Poland, which is mad. I was just saying this the other day that Poland seems to have a lot of studios now that just 
produced some great games. I mean, Vanishing of Ethan Carter, Bullet Storm, Dying Light. This it's the all Witcher. from there. Yeah, The Witcher. I mean, yeah, there's your biggest one of all. Just uh, something in the water out there. That's for sure. Mad. Um, did you play any of it, Vars? Because you were yeah, I, going I to. I bought it, and then obviously I I paid about a few minutes just to show the graphics to you. But yeah, for some reason there was some reason why I couldn't actually get any anti-aliasing or. Well, yeah, because well, yeah, yeah, just to clarify, your version was a uh, PC, still the early access PC version with the yes, final bit not there. And a lot of people have said that they are going to actually release the game and it's going to be slightly different. So you've probably played the final version, haven't you? Yeah, I played to the end. I mean, yes, it, so... they've done it in chapters, so the last chapter is what's missing. And it's quite fun seeing all these people's sort of theories about what's going to happen in the end. And to be honest, you're not much clearer. Which is nice. It's very ambiguous in terms of ending. Again, something that is good to see in a game. Yeah. You know, something like The Last of Us did, where you just there's no sort of satisfying cliche ending. It's just like, well, it could have been any a number of reasons this or that happened. Yep. It's lovely. So what they've actually done is, well, on the PC version, the one I've got for early access, it's from the 13th of November build. Yeah. So. There's going to be a lot of things that are completely changing everything. So I decided to just wait until whenever it's released. Or so. Tuesday 16th, or th- yeah. Tuesday then. So I'm going to be playing it then just to see what it's like. But the graphics on just what I just had initially, uh, it's running at 2560 by 1440 default, I think it was. Mm. And... I was just immediately floored by the look of it, the lighting effects and everything, and for something that's three months not up to date. And on the Unity engine, all things, it's just like it, it shows like you can a use Unity it. Game. Not in the slightest. When you consider what a Unity game normally looks like, it looks astounding. Yeah, it's like not quite to the quality of PT did, but then PT was literally a corridor. Um, but yeah, it's just. It is amazing how good it looks for what it is. It's just... And there's parts of the house in there as well that they've definitely done something to combat. Like, we've got a very limited set of tools, so there's only a certain amount of objects that they can use, it seems, in there, you know, to, to keep memory down or whatever. But what they do with that is that they make them repeat in areas to sort of make you feel uncomfortable. So it's like you're in a very familiar room, but they've changed things around again. So, so you'll see a repeat objects come up again and again and again because it's it's yeah you're paying playing an insane painter that's the idea that's in the description so it's not a spoiler and the idea of the whole game is are you seeing stuff because he's a bit doolally or is it because he's being haunted it's hard to say so yeah you get a lot of this stuff that just plays tricks on your mind and that's one clever use of it by working with the limitations to and making it a strength for the game is I can say that for so much of it. The only flaws I've had would probably come to the end. As I said, there's a few too many jump scares for the sake of it, but also little performance issues near the end where it judders only slightly, but that only happens when it's loading up of scenery behind you. So, you know, something's happened this time. So it kind of takes you out of the moment a little. It's a shame because up to that point it's like 
it just happens and you're just like, oh man. I mean, there's it's ah, without spoiling anything, there's a bit where you go to look at a painting and it just trips you the hell out. It's just the stuff that happens afterwards. And it's ah, and so yeah, so far that's my game of the year. Is it's just what I wanted out of horror for a long time. Um, yeah. Anyone else want to say anything about what they've played, Kevin? What I've played or about Layers of Fear? Well, you can talk about Layers of Fear if you like the sound of it, but um, we can also talk about other stuff. Well, about Layers of Fear, I'm actually very curious about it. Um, I have seen gameplay, well, yeah, trailer footage, not gameplay, but yeah. whatever. And I don't know, have you ever played Amnesia the Dark Descent? Yeah. Is it similar? Similar. But it's very, it's its own thing still, if you know what I mean. Because that's why I'm interested in it. I mean, it kind of looks like an updated Anisha the Dark Descent. Yeah, it's um, very much psychological horror. Yeah, it's not yeah. going for... And I really, I really love that kind of horror. I mean, you, you got horror where people get caught up and stuff and yay, people dying. But I prefer more, you know, the scare factor, not even the jump scares, but just like the scare factor and... You know, where, when you're sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for what's going to happen, or that like you actually start to feel fearful. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're actually sitting there like, holy hell, something's going to happen. I do not like this. <laughs> yeah, put it like this. I played in the lighter day, in the middle of the day, with my wife watching, and there's still bits that just made me feel uncomfortable and unnerved, just because you're not quite sure what's going on. And I said, it's that old thing of impossible rooms that make you feel uncomfortable and because it does stuff like loop the scenery so you that just makes me want to play that game on what's we call it the one with the hundred doors or thousand door one way jump scares oh yeah i know what you mean yeah one thousand one doors is that saying that's not like that yeah i know what you mean yeah it's it's just cool i just love it it's brilliant i hope it does well as well to be honest Again, they've, they've done the right thing by gradually releasing it, and people are quite enthusiastic about it on Steam. So I'm hoping they're not going to be angry because the ending's not what they wanted. But I don't know. You couldn't really wrap it up with a bow, let's put it that way. Well, with the amount of positive thumbs up that game's gotten since it's been on early access, it's something like, what, 97%? Yeah. But then I, I point you to stuff like Darkest Dungeon, where it was very positive up to a point. Then they changed something, and that was it. Everyone hated it. Really? Like, oh, it's rubbish. Yeah, and yet it's come out and you know, it's critically done well. But because those people felt they'd been cheated of the game they wanted, they were like, they basically go everywhere to shit on it. And it's, that happens sometimes. I'm hoping that the ending isn't going to do that and that people have appreciated it, from what I've seen anyway, for what it is, so they would understand that the ending fits to me. And, and yeah, I. I think it'll do well if, with those people. And I don't know about consoles so much because, Christ, we know what babies people can be on consoles about anything that isn't made by big studios. So if it does the rounds on YouTube again, you know, with, when it's full and finished, I think it'll be one of those games that will get people intrigued. But I don't think, I honestly think it's one you have to play, right? It's not really sort of you can go oh look at that person being scared by that it is a game to experience i mean i've heard talk about this being in vr this is in vr it terrifies the crap out of you it's just especially with all the perspective changes and the just the head messing it was just yeah 
I, I'd be intrigued to play it, but I think it, you definitely have to make sure you've got a healthy heart. If that think... game, if such games come to virtual reality, it's only a matter of time before we read someone dying from a heart attack because he was playing the PlayStation. The kitchen was horrendous. Yeah, uh, my friend's, uh, he's actually been playing a horror game on his Samsung VR, or Gear VR, and he said that out of all the horror games he's ever played, he's never felt so scared in his life when playing a certain horror game on it. I can tell you how bad horror the kitchen I screamed. <laughs> See, th th this is one reason why I want a VR device now, because I really want to experience it. But the thing is, horror films and games just, they, they don't scare me. They don't make me fearful. Well, apart from no. Japanese horror films, they actually kind of creep me the hell out. But... Yeah, See, I'm normally okay about. with horror stuff as well, but with VR, with it coming through the person's eyes, it makes yeah. it more personal than just the camera that, above it. All. Yeah, it, it, to me, that's, that's why I, mean. I want a VR device now. I mean, that's what I said. It's something you just can't do in any other medium. Is the you know, giving you that interaction, messing with your head, with the person on screen's head. It's like. And that's very unique to uh, games, and not enough games in the horror genre take advantage of. That. I mean, do you think back in horror, it's like it mainly it's giving you controls that are like treacle, so that that gives that nightmare escape thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, I think we talked loads about it now, to be honest, and yeah, it's really good. And not so good is uh, a game that again. Embargo is Monday for this one, so I'm going to talk about it anyway. Uh, Street Fighter Five, I've been playing as well for review. Oh, right. Okay, as a fighter, first off, I'm going to make this caveat: it's a very good fighter. In fact, I'd say it's the best Street Fighter since probably Alpha Three. Easily. That's my favourite Street Fighter. That's saying something. Yeah, and I'll make this note now that I've been playing Street Fighter since Street Fighter, the rubbish, rubbish Street Fighter. Do you mean Street Fighter, the movie, the game, the movie? Oh god, I've played that too, no. but no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one from 1989? 1989? Yeah, I think it's like that. Yeah, and I played it, that one as well. That was horrendous. Yeah, so, but yeah, Street Fighter 2, one of my favourite games ever. Yada yada. Right, so yeah, the fighting to be fair is, though, is... One sec though. Yeah, Everyone on. says it's horrendous, but considering the fact that it was one of the first ever fighting games ever made at all, it kind of got to give it some respect, even if it is bad, because there's no standards to say it to when it came out. True. If, if it didn't exist, I don't think they would have got to the level they did with 2, I think, in terms of experimentation. And even then, yeah, what they got out of that was mostly by accident anyway, but and made what we love today. Anyway, well, it's yes. like the fire Hadouken, that was a glitch yeah, with big exactly. colours. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Back in those days, that was it. Mistakes usually led to big, great things. Um, so yeah, Street Fighter Five is a fantastic fighting game. I'm not technically going to be reviewing it score-wise yet because two things. One, Capcom were doing a very much the in thing of let's cut this up and put it out later. It's like there's a whole bunch of modes that don't come until March or later. I mean, the store, the proper story mode is out in June, which They've put 
a small story mode in, which I'll talk about in a second. And I say talk, I will rant. Um, yeah, there's just so very little content. And the online came on Wednesday. And it goes, and I've been able to get on for one game in that time. So that's not promising so far. So I can't say much about that. Done a bit of versus, but that's oh good god! Fun you say the was. online's bad. <laughs> yeah, because it's I'm, not promising. I'm sorry for jumping in here, but uh, I'm in a Street Fighter Five tournament. Uh, I yeah. beat the first round, but we had to do ten. Uh, you had to last ten rounds in survival was Ryu, um, which oh, me yeah. and only two other people did for some reason. Everyone else failed. Anyway, next round is going to be playing it online against other people with other game stores. Oh, uh, let's just say okay. the controller in my local game is pretty bad. Oh, dear. Oh, Bring dear. Your Their Wi-Fi is really bad. I can't even load. They can barely load Twitter. Oh. So <laughs> if it's going to be like that and you're saying the, their internet is going to be... Is, their game servers are pretty bad. It's going to be like the lag, lag fighter Five laggy. Best. That was my main concern because lag five. The um, penultimate, yeah, the final version, sorry, of uh, four that came out on PS4 last year was a bit of a hot mess in that department. It was very laggy. It was laggy offline that game, <laughs> so which is nuts considering it was supposed to be the final perfected version. So I'm hoping. Well, yeah, I heard that, that the review copies were actually less laggy than the yeah, retail. Yeah, it's still bad. <laughs> so it's it's crazy. Um, the fight I did play online was fine. It was smooth, worked fine for me. It's just it was doesn't you don't find games very often, or it doesn't connect very often at the minute. Uh, but as I said, I've played one on one. The single player game doesn't lag, so that's nice. It's smooth, looks bloody lovely. You know, the animation, the art style are great. What isn't great? What the stuff that shouldn't matter for a fighting game is the story mode stuff that is there. Yes, it's a fighting game. Story mode shouldn't really be anything in deciding if you want to buy it or not. So if you just like smacking about people in a fighting game, fine, ignore this bit. But when you've got story mode not coming out till June and the one you put in is basically every character having a series of two or three fights, two, sometimes they'll fight the same character twice in their little stories, still images for each of their story cutscenes, if you will, and voiceover that, Sounds like they went to the bargain bin of the anime dubbing market and got those, those people in to do it. Oh, no. it to be just... fair, though, I kind of like bad dubbing like that, especially if it's, it's... Out, of, out of place. If it was animated, that'd be even better. You know? Yeah, if they were moving their mouths, it would probably be worse because then you'd be like, it doesn't even fit at all. But it's yeah, but the... that would be, I would find that amazing. It's but just... I'm strange. In a modern era with the money around the capcom probably could have got some yeah not all awful some of them are just merely yeah but in particular new character laura who in herself is a bad character i find she's like that female eddie gordo that tekken had years ago and uh, christy yeah yeah that's it christy it's pretty much christy montero again and except she's got a really 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 annoying voice and just like and this annoying attitude about she's just decided she wants to go and fight some people what's your training oh, i've fought some people before it's not not I, I've, <laughs> I'm, I've been really good at all this for years it's like no no i just want to go fight and her her one ends with her fighting ryu which apparently she wins <laughs> wow <laughs> like, 
but why? <laughs> and not even for a tournament or anything. She just fights Ryu and beats him. Like, okay. Is it me or does she have ridiculously long range though? Because I found her pain in the ass to fight. Yeah, yeah, she does. And also, her alternate outfit is a bit um, eye-watering, to say the least. Um, I don't think you should be pulling your, your pants up that far <laughs> if you're a lady it's a, for the fear of yeast infection. Um, the new characters for me are the other problem, I think. It's a you know, story so bad and weak, and I just wish they'd just done a normal fight everyone till you get to M. Bison or the end boss and be done with it. That would have been fine. But yeah, the new characters are a bit of a mixed bag. Rashid is a decent character to fight as, but he his story mode sort of paints him very much like I'm 2008's Prince of Persia with the internet because that's it he's got a little goggle visor thing on and he just keeps talking about this stuff on the web this guy on social media it's like oh capcom really come on it's like, who's that fact? i know rashid oh, no rashid ah uh, rashid the guy with the uh, yes yeah so he's but, basically but... making internet things like he's someone's dad going oh how about them internets it's a bit cringy in that sense, but as a character, wonderful. Fang, his story just paints him as someone who's not very powerful and is a bit pathetic, and yet he still beats M. Bison. It's, just, it's, hard, well, it's hard to believe these characters are like world warriors, you know, people who can fight, and that's the weakest part of that. As ever, though. He does have a poison, though, which is a pain in the ass. He does have a poison, though, yeah, which, if you change it together, just keeps taking more stuff. It's good. It's good stuff behind the character i'm just not sure about it i've not got on with him it's well, also his outfit I, I don't know what other outfits he's got but in the tournament had the you know, default outfits <laughs> and but, it, it, i feel like he's gonna he, he could fall over his like sleeves at any time yeah he looks like um if anyone's played xcom enemy within or unknown uh the tall men you know, who look like people but aren't people uh, he looks like one of them dressed up in comedy Chinese clothing, and Etta can't shake that image. And it's like that yeah. seems taller, brother. Yeah, and he's not even stretchy. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, um, on a good note though, uh, Birdie is like I love that they've taken Birdie, who is this lean, muscly biker dude, who's a brummy for some reason, and. Now he's this big fat slob, and he just every time you meet him in story mode, that's it. It's him trying to get something to eat and someone picking a fight with him, which is probably the best part about any of the story stuff. Bernie's like, always been big. He used to be not fat, fat, if you know what I mean. He used but to be just like, was, quite bulky. He was still he's, pretty big, though. Yeah, he's like proper gut hanging out thing. It's quite funny. And he's still wearing the tight trousers that he used to. It's quite, yeah, it's good. I like it. I like where they've gone with that story, but and he's quite a good big character, if you will. But for me, it's still usual. Chunley and Vega, still brilliant. New moves sets, but still he's quite British, fun. by the way, so that's why. Yeah, I know. What, he... what Vega? No, no, uh, no Bird- Birdie. I was going to say. Yeah, that's another thing. Birdie's accent. <laughs> it's just like they obviously got the guy in for voiceover and said, "Can you just do a bunch of different regional accents for Britain?" And it's like, okay. And that's it. One minute it'll be a Brummie, and then he's from London, and he's from Bristol, and it's just, <laughs> <laughs> just like, come on, that Scarborough DLC accent. 
I think it's when he says, you go running home to your mum, like that. And it's like, he's half Cockney, half Brummy. And it's like, oh, dude, make your mind up. <laughs> it's like, you've got an English Crummy. team. You've you got a UK team at Capcom. Can you have just got someone in there to do it? We want but, Neil Gorton to do it. Uh, got, yeah, but he's Scots, so And he's leaving now, so... Aww. He won't be there to do it. Yeah. Which, actually, now you mentioned that, that's just reminded me of the video game thing this week with... Uh, Simon Miller and oh no, that was brilliant. Yep. If it, yeah, if you if you haven't watched that, watch that interview. It's just mental, brilliant. But yeah, that's three five five. Probably won't have a score for it this week, but I will probably do a review in progress until I've played a bit more online and maybe a few more of the stuff unlocks in March. We'll see. Um, anyone else got anything they want to talk about they've played this week? I've been playing a bit of Dying Light. The following. Oh yes, now that's the one thing I forgot about. There you go. So yes, go on. You you start with. <laughs> well, I've been playing it online with my mate. Uh, yeah. We've been having a lot of fun. Uh, I've had a few issues though, as you can tell, because it's me. <laughs> you. <laughs> like last night, we you know those unique bosses you can find, you know, like the the beer moth and that. Yeah. Uh, we killed it. It was one of the ones that throws stones at you. We killed it, and then we went to boot it, and then I got thrown backwards. It seems the ghost of the boss was around and was trying to kill me because the stones were still flying out at me after he died. He, yeah, he I had a similar thing <laughs> when I went back into my save because I'd left my save during the uh, main game's BMF fight where you're underground and you have all your stuff taken away. So not only yeah. did I have none of my stuff, I was stuck in that battle. And yeah, I had the similar thing where it would hit me even though it wasn't, it was stunned. It was like, no, I was miles he was away. dead. I, was, I mean, he was inactive. He couldn't do any damage yeah. to me, and yet he was still hurting me from a distance. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> but it went. But it's, that's the thing with Dying Light. It's had some yeah. issues, technical issues here and there. But when you consider Techlands like the original Dead Island, it's like, nah, it's nowhere near as bad as that. It's really oh, no. smooth. It's, yeah, and co-op, my God, it is one of the most fun co-op games out there. And adding cars to it is just mental now. Because <laughs> like, like you can turn your car into a, a combine harvester for zombies. And stuff. It's just lovely. It's an amazing beautiful. game. It's, it's, just, it's been nice to play it again. I've, I already started playing New Game Plus sort of to get If anyone into... wants, I warn you now, go and listen to this next bit for the next 40 seconds. So you go, 40 second warning. Okay. It's, Sorry, now. That is, it's a little warning. Um, if you're having issues with money or if you've got friends, if you've got a weapon that you want to share with your friends, there is still a duplication glitch that you can do. Um, what you got to do is go to a shop, press X to, put, to sell something with you know, a decent amount. So say make some firecrackers, you make like 10 of them. Press X to sell the firecrackers. And when it pops up with the window, how many you want to sell, go to network settings, turn your internet off, and then back on again, then go back into the game, press X again, because it pops up with a little warning saying you've gone offline, but the window for the cells doesn't disappear. Mm-hmm. So then go up to the item you want to duplicate, press triangle, it'll then sell that weapon, but it'll sell it based on how many firecrackers you're going to sell. So you've now got 10 of your favourite sword. Nice. 
you probably went a little over, but yeah, a little fine. over. Well, like two people, minutes. People are still coming halfway through, going, he's talking about something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you want to duplicate any weapons or med kits or anything like that, that's how you duplicate. There's also Good the stuff. throwing down stuff on the floor glitch, but this is easier. Yeah, uh, that's a respect for Techland after last year. There's just one of those companies that have done DLC right, and again, unsurprisingly, another Polish company doing DLC right. So it's yeah. Maybe this is the movement. Uh, you know, that's the place to be. You want to make yeah. games right. Uh, I I still can't believe I played Dead Island two like what is it two three years ago now. <laughs> yeah, and it's still sitting on my review list. Yeah, <laughs> never will one be. day. Which of course uh, this week there was a thing for a Dead Island game, which uh, sounded like oh, was it Retro Revenge, which uh, sounds like it's going to be Escape Dead Island two, which two. is yeah. Which is a nightmare. But also, it's done by an indie morbidly, company, this, isn't it? Well, yeah, so I, I'm morbidly curious, to be honest. <laughs> Just because after last one. Hey, yeah. I would love it to be a 2D sprite-based game. That'd be amazing. It'd be interesting, but... Imagine mixed with Walking Dead or something. It would be strange, but it could work. I just I don't have a lot of confidence in that setup now. I think Techland has shown they were sort of restricted a bit. Yeah. And before so. we change topics, you can play uh, the whole recreation of PT in Dying Light. If you go to custom maps, one of the maps is actually the PT house. Oh, yes, because they've got some of the PC mod maps on there now. Yeah. So it's, there's some great stuff in there. And I again, there's some great Easter eggs. Yeah, as there were in the main game, there's some great Easter eggs in there, including a very uh, good Harry Potter one. Yeah, and there's also a developer weapon called the Origami Plane, which makes a little airplane that instantly kills every zombie that's near you. <laughs> it flies around you. Yeah, there's just some mad stuff in there. It's like they had that wingsuit at the yeah. at the end of the of the game. Right? It's just like, and it was <laughs> it was like basically having a dodo's wingsuit. Yeah. But it's funny that you had to do all this work to get it, and then it's just like, eh, it's a bit shit. <laughs> you can also get the button in the DLC. It's called the button. When you press it, it randomly teleports you. But oh, you know, remember that promotional mad. video? Wonderfully mad. You know the promotional video with the zombies running so. on little, in like hamster wheels? Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, you can teleport there using the button. Awesome. But oh, my favourite still um the Plants vs Zombies reference. You go through the Super secret Mario tunnel. Brothers. Yeah. Oh both of those. It's like uh, the Plants vs Zombies one. They just you go through all these tunnels, go around some rock faces, go to this little hidden area, just the garden with these plants firing stuff at zombies. And it's just like <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. It's just like someone went to that effort and then just put it all the way out there. It was absolutely wonderful. But yeah, dying light. For the following is good, yeah. that has to be said. And they've done a cracking job so far. Again, review coming on that one. I know it's out already, but it's just got it a bit late. So a six point six six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Anyone else have anything to talk about, Kevin? Um well that's a good question. I've played is, a few games this week. Uh I played. I actually played Snow. I think that's coming to PS4 as well, isn't it? I believe so. I think it's coming to PS4 with virtual reality. Yes, one of the Morpheus games, I <clears> think, <throat> isn't it? Yeah, I got it on PC because you know Steam and it's in early access. 
I kind of have to be honest. It's a bit weird to get used to the controls, but it's a very good game. It looks really good. First person can be a bit, you know, making you dizzy and stuff because you gotta do these tricks and stuff. And if you do if you do somersaults or or things like that, you just go mental with your head. <laughs> so it's it's kind of so weird it does to sound do good for virtual reality. <laughs> it sounds sickening. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's definitely. I, I'm definitely gonna test it out if it's going to be with virtual reality because I'm really curious how it will work out with head tracking. Because you know you don't have head tracking on a PC game just like this. So yeah, I'm curious what the head tracking if that will add because then you can actually you know kind of move your way into the somersault and you can actually look where you're gonna land stuff like that. That can be interesting. Yeah, could well be. Besides that, I pretty much played Unravel. Um, I played some more Back to the Future, Diablo nice. 3 as well, and yeah. I got recommended Torchlight 2 by Chris. It's yeah. actually kind of a Diablo 3 clone, I guess, but more cartoonish graphics, and it feels more difficult actually too, because in Diablo 3, I have noticed, even on hard, I thought, you know, normal is just going to be, you know, normal, not too hard, easy, just, you know, getting used to the game. But like but, I said, Kev, you need to, you seem to get to a certain point, you need to up the skill level. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm looking at it right now. It's on hard and raise difficulty button is grayed out, so I can't choose it. And you I'm can't already... do it while you're in the game. You can, can you change it when you're not in the game? Yeah, so as soon as yes. you load up, or as soon as you boot the game, I should say, go right. to select your character, but don't start, change yeah. the game difficulty level, right. then start. Well, I'm going to check that out now, because I have to be honest, on hard it's, it's still very easy, and you don't really have to look at your life that much, whereas in Torchlight I've noticed your life is actually... You know, you've got to actually look at it and make sure that yeah. you, your life is, is not going empty, obviously. T Torchlight 2, when it first came out, was miles, infinitely better than Diablo 3. Well, yeah, but then Diablo 3 was a crapshoot at that point, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was. I mean, Diablo 3 is a hell of a lot better now. The change is massive. It kind of reminds me a little bit like Final Fantasy 14 in that regard, but... <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah torchlight 2 is still an amazing point and click pack and slash game so um, is that actually coming to playstation 4 i have not heard anything about it personally i don't i don't know if it's coming to playstation but i have to you know i i kind of rec recommended the game and i thought check it out and it's actually really good so this is going to be go. my next diablo 3 <laughs> Besides that, I have also gone back into time, not with Back to the Future, but with Rollercoaster Tycoon 1. Wow. <laughs> I saw the game on Steam, and it was very cheap, and I have the discs as well, but with the discs, it won't work anymore on Windows 7 already, so Windows 10 is not going to work anymore either. So I bought it on Steam in hopes that it would work, and it worked <laughs> <laughs> so that was brilliant to go back in the time and just having those you know random 2d graphics building a park did you get the collector's edition 
No, just the... Because the... Redicator Tycoon 2 is the much, much, much better version. Oh yeah, I have that one too, but on disc. I haven't bought that one yet. I might buy it later on, but I only got the original one, the Deluxe Edition. Yeah. So the two DLC packs are in there as well. Yeah, that's good. But, but yeah, I, I love this game in the past. You know, you haven't lived without drowning one guy because he wasn't liking your attraction. Come on. Don't forget to delete a part of the track while they're still on it. <laughs> More of it. <laughs> The evilness that you can use in roller coaster is just way too fun. <laughs> and even if you're not using it yeah. for evil stuff, it's just relaxing to play. Yeah. So it's a really good game. And then I have Sind as well, because I played Battlefront. Dun, dun, dun. Something I usually wouldn't do, but my friend said, you know, I'm free this weekend, so we can play Battlefront if you want. I bought it. And I thought, you know, why not? When you're playing with a friend, it's usually more fun. And, you know, I thought, I'll just start playing a little bit and get into it. And then when he joins, you know, we can just go on. But he didn't join, so I just ended up playing on my own. And I realized... What? You didn't have fun? Mm, yeah. Mixed <laughs> no, <you> feelings. <laughs> Mixed feelings. If you turn off your thoughts and actually play like a brainless zombie and just think about it as shooter game, then yeah, it's fun. <laughs> It, it's like food shooting. It's just, you know, as, as a brainless shooter game, it's alright. But if you actually start thinking about the whole thing, at, at least I personally get disappointed in the lack of content, innovation, you, you know, just the overpriced kind of sales thing with the DLC, same price as the base game, the lack of single player content, that's just... But yeah, turn your brains off, and it's fun. So, <laughs> so it, it, it's a polished McDonald's, so you don't get much for the price you paid. No, it's an overpriced McDonald's. <laughs> an overpriced, <laughs> polished McDonald's, because the so, graphics do look quite amazing, but everything graphics, else is... Like the graphics nothing. are alright, but you know, yeah, just it's kind of like you said, when you, when you saw the trailer of Battlefront, you were like, wow, this game's going to be awesome. And then it's out, and you're like, the hell is this? So basically, it's the same. When you look at a McDonald's commercial, you see this beautifully shaped hamburger. And then you actually open the box when you buy one. It's like mashed together like, here's your hamburger. <laughs> so that's how Battlefront feels. Here's your sloppy grease. <laughs> yeah, that's how Battlefront feels. You know, it's a delicious hamburger. Well, the game is all right, but it looks like crap. And it's just disappointing at some points. So <laughs> it's that's, that's a good comparison right there. There you go. Alright, that's good. I would probably talk about the, the myriad PC games I played as well, but then we probably are averaging out on enough PC games so far. But I'll, I'll quickly mention I was an indie wank and got Undertale and her story. And Undertale's good, but and XCOM 2 currently doesn't work for my laptop because of its uh, performance issues. There you go. PC exclusive, performance issues. Yeah, it's quite amazing. Do you know Total Biscuit? I'm sure a lot of people do. Yeah, he's got a dual Titan X, and he's got performance issues. Yeah, and you know, you know what the uh, recommendation is to make it work properly? No, nope. turn everything off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the reason you're playing on PC in the first place. All these advantages. Have everything up. Yeah, you can have everything up, and you know, it's PC exclusive, so it's none of this. Oh, we were making it for console, so there were problems. Bullshit. It's. Not the game I should have gone back to the PC with, it seems, at the minute. So I'm, I'm waiting till they patch it. 
which is something I thought I only said about console games these days. There you go. But on the plus side, I bought like 10 games on the Steam sale last week and we're playing them instead, so all good. But yeah, slightly disappointing that the game I've been waiting for most this year was not. Uh, I've played. I took six attempts to get through the tutorial level because it just my PC just conked out every time. It's like it would just start whirring up, whirring up, whirring up. Go all jittery, go all rubbish. The sound would tear, and uh, then it yeah, the laptop would just go. I've had enough of this, and just boop off. Yeah. Good fun. It's a shame because I do think I XCOM Two is going to be PS... very good. Oh, I I know it is. I mean, it, it really is. But it's just that, uh, and I spent enough time in the character creator making the whole of the PSU team, so that's done. <laughs> they can all go in when the time comes. Have we all but died yeah. yet? <laughs> I, I didn't get that far. <laughs> that's the worst part. <laughs> it's a shame. Terrible, terrible shame. But yeah, lovely. I also played a bit of Quake Live when you're talking about retro things. It's like, oh man, back into Quake is just. I'm, I'm not quite as quick as I used to be, but yeah, what? it's it's nice. Isn't that free on Steam? It is free. Yes, yeah, free to play. It's literally. Yeah, I, I should download that as well because I've never really played it, and I'm very curious what it uh, is. It, it's nice, but it's just most of the people on there are the people that play Quake all the time. So it's uh, the so amount of times I respawn. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> respawn, die, respawn, die, respawn, die happens a lot. I think you die a good fifty, sixty times in an average game because in an average like, game of two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The amount of times I just like I spawn, I like see someone in front of me, and I didn't react quick enough because you're just so used to console and having all the time to sort of aim and shot and all this stuff. But it's like, it's split second. If you haven't just t- tried shooting someone in the face, the second you spawn, that's it. You're dead. Just a lovely reminder. It's lovely. I like that, to be honest. I think that pretty much wraps us, doesn't it, guys? Yep. Yes, sir. Excellent. So, yeah, I know it's a bit different this week, but we had so many games to talk about that it made sense to just chat about the games that are out. It's great. It's a good time to be a gamer. It really is. There's That's plenty. what we do as BSU. That's it. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Kevin provides you with the rhymes. I was going to say stuff about Titanfall having a single player mode, but to be honest, it sounds boring after all that. So, Titanfall, do we need to say more? <laughs> yeah, there you go. End of story. Uh, you know where to contact us. It's in the details below the podcast you are listening to right now. So you can get our Twitter emails and stuff like that. Any questions of the show, you know where to go there. And we'll see you next week uh, for 109 I would hope we'll probably have a bit more to say about stuff like Street Fighter probably have a bit more to say about Layers of Fear as it'll be out and I'm sure there's some other games out soon that I probably won't be able to talk about at that point but hey all good we'll see if Valentine's goes well for everyone you know and we hope you have a good one whether you're on your own or not yeah make the most of it Um, Ben it's been a pleasure Ben's He's dead, died. so that's fine. He's died, so that's fine. Um, Less pleasure for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> ben started already. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> what? I'm back. Welcome back, Ben. Thank you. Uh, we're just doing our goodbyes, Ben. <laughs> uh, sorry, everyone. I had to. That's all right. We said you were dead. You took Gary's role this week. It's fine. I'm, it's okay. You know I'm an interdimensional being. I was, yeah, so yeah. you're flitting and out. Yeah. That's I fine. have to go yeah. see another dimension. They, they're all worried about me. 
there you go. This is how you get so many Twitter followers and PSN friends, you know. You just collect some from different dimensions. <laughs> so it's the same five people, you see. Or one just thousand of them. It's yeah, a thousand just versions, versions of myself. Yeah, that's it. It's just Ben. In a Love it. <laughs> yes, pleasure having you on today, Ben. Thank you. You're good. Aaron? Can I get some shout-outs before we go? Oh, we'll do that in a sec, yeah. Okay. Vash, uh, lovely to see you. Pleasure being here. Thank you very much. Good stuff. Kevin, you brought the noise. Well done. Noise. Oh, well, Kevin had died there for a second. Yeah, exactly. he, just, he just lost all enthusiasm. No, I it? accidentally muted my mic when I was actually <laughs> wanting to unmute it. So, <laughs> so yes, we'll do shout out. So, Ben. I'd like to shout out to Ellie Buttons. I watch her streams all the time now. She's an amazing streamer. I want to make another shout out to Phoenix Down Radio, one of the best 514 streamers there are. And I want to make a shout out to Evolved Mail because he's amazing. You should go watch him stream. He also streams Final Fantasy. So, yeah. And to everyone who follows me. 702 followers. Whoop, whoop. That's going to be quite a lot of shouts. <laughs> I'll, I'll just bundle all those together. 700, 703 followers. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, anyone else got any shout-outs? No. No, there you go. Not Kevin. like Ben. Kevin. No shout-outs. It's like... This is it. Ben's a popular one, so we don't socialise outside this group. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll just shout out each other. <laughs> a shout out to Kevin. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. <laughs> I, I suppose I could shout out to the llama and say you're a dick, but yeah, that's good. We'll go with that, and we'll see you next week. I'll say tatty bye, and Ben, see us out. What? Thank God. A dimensional me. <laughs> <laughs>